Welcome to Storytime with Kurt. In each episode, I'd like you to sit back, relax, and just chill out while I read Tom Swift and His Submarine Boat by Victor Appleton. Previously, on Chapter 10 of Tom Swift and His Submarine Boat. So basically, uh, they got the sub in the water. And uh, everything seems to be going all right even though there was kind of an ominous message right before chapter 11 started. Chapter 11, On the Ocean Bed Lower and lower sank the submarine. There was a swirling and foaming of the water as she went down, caused by the air bubbles which the craft carried with her in her descent. Only the top of the conning tower was out of the water now, and the ocean, having closed over the deck and rounded back of the boat. Had anyone been watching, they would have imagined that an accident was taking place. In the pilot house, with its thick glass windows, Tom, his father, and Captain Weston looked over the surface of the ocean, which every minute was coming nearer and nearer to them. We'll all be under in a few seconds spoke Tom in a solemn voice as he listened to the water hissing into the tanks. Yes, and then we can see what sort of progress we will make, added Mr. Swift. Everything is going fine, though, he went on cheerfully. I believe I have a good boat. There is no doubt about it in my mind, remarked Captain Weston, and Tom felt a little disappointed that the sailor did not shout out some expression as... "'Shiver me timbers, or keel-haul the main braces there, you lubber!' But Captain Weston was not that kind of sailor, though his usually quiet demeanor could be quickly dropped on necessity, as Tom learned later. A few minutes more, and the waters closed over the top of the conning tower. The advance was completely submerged. Through the thick glass windows of the pilot house, the occupants looked out into the greenish water that swirled about them but it could not enter. Then, as the boat went lower, the light from above gradually died out, and the semi-darkness gave place to gloom. Turn on the electrics and searchlight, Tom, directed his father. There was the click of a switch, and the conning tower was flooded with light, but as this had the effect of preventing the three from peering out into the water, just as one in a lighted room cannot look out into the night, Tom shut them off and switched on the great searchlight. This projected its powerful beams straight ahead, and there, under the ocean, was a pathway of illumination for the treasure seekers. Fine, cried Captain Weston with more enthusiasm than he had yet manifested. That's great, if you don't mind me mentioning it. How deep are we? Tom glanced at a gauge on the side of the pilot tower. Only about sixty feet, he answered. Then don't go any deeper, cried the captain hastily. I know these waters around here, and that's about all the depth you've got. You'll be on the bottom in a minute. I intend to get on the bottom after a while, said Mr. Swift, but not here. I want to try for a greater distance underwater before I come to rest on the ocean's bed. But I think we're deep enough for a test. Tom, close the tank intake pipes and we'll see how the advance will progress when fully submerged. The 
the hissing stopped, and then, wishing to see how the motors and the other machinery would work, the aged inventor, again, aged inventor, chapter after chapter, and his son, accompanied by Captain Weston, descended from the conning tower by means of an inner stairway to the interior of the ship. The submarine could be steered and managed from below or above. She was now floating about 65 feet below the surface of the bay. "'Well, how do you like it?' asked Tom of Mr. Damon, as he saw his friend in an easy chair in the living room or main cabin of the craft, looking out of one of the plate-glass windows on the side. "'Bless my spectacles! It's the most wonderful thing I ever dreamed of!' cried the queer character, as he peered at the mass of water below him, or before him, rather, not below. They are below. "'To think that I'm away down under the surface, and yet dry as a bone!' Bless my necktie, but it's great. What are we going to do now? Go forward, replied the young inventor. Perhaps I'd better make an observation, suggested Captain Weston, taking his telescope from under his arm, where he had carried it since entering the craft, and opening it. We may run afoul of something, if you don't mind me mentioning such a disagreeable subject. Then, as he thought of the impossibility of using his glass underwater, he closed it. "'I shall have little use for this here, I'm afraid,' he remarked with a smile. "'Well, there's some consolation. "'We're not likely to meet many ships in this part of the ocean. "'Other vessels are fond enough of remaining on the surface. "'I fancy we shall have the depths to ourselves, "'unless we meet a government submarine, "'and they're hardly able to go as deep as we can. "'No, I guess we won't run into anything, "'and I can put this glass away.' "'Unless we've run into Mr. Berg and his crowd,' suggested Tom in a low voice. "'Ha, ha, 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 laughed Captain Weston, "'for he did not want Mr. Swift to worry about the unscrupulous agent. "'No, I don't believe we'll meet them, Tom. "'I guess Berg is trying to work out the longitude and latitude I gave him. "'I wish I could see the face when he realizes he's been deceived by that fake map.' "'Well,' I hope he doesn't discover it too soon and trail us, went on the lad. But they're going to start the machinery now. I suppose you and I better take charge of the steering of the craft. Dad'll want to be in the engine room. All right, replied the captain, and he moved forward with the lad to the small compartment, shut off from the living room, then served as a pilot house. That, oh, the living room. That served as a pilot house when the conning tower was not used. The same levers, wheels, and valves were there as up above, and the submarine could be managed as well from there as from the other place. "'Is everything all right?' asked Mr. Swift as he went into the engine room where Garrett Jackson and Mr. Sharp were busy with the oil cans. "'Everything,' replied the balloonist. "'Are you going to start now?' "'Yes, we're deep enough for a speed trial.' We'll go out to sea, however, and try for a lower depth record as soon as there's enough water. Start the engine. A moment later, the powerful electric currents were flowing into the forward and aft plates, and the advance began to gather way, forging through the water. Straight ahead out to sea, Tom, called his father to him. Aye, aye, sir, responded the youth. Huh, quite seamanlike, if you don't mind a reference to it commented Captain Weston with a smile. 
Mind your helm, boy, if you don't want to poke her nose into a mud bank or run up on a shoal. Suppose you steer, suggested the lad. I'd rather take lessons for a while. All right, perhaps it'll be safer. I know these waters from the top, though I can't say much much for the bottom. However, I know where the shoals are. The powerful searchlight was turned on so as to send beams along the path where the submarine was to follow. And then, as she gathered speed, she shot ahead, gliding through the waters like a fish. Mr. Damon divided his time between the forward pilot room, the living apartment, and the place where Mr. Swift, Garrett Jackson, and Mr. Sharp were working over the engines. Every few minutes, he would bless some part of himself, his clothing, or the ship. Finally, the old man settled down to look through the plate glass windows in the main apartment. On and on went the submarine. She behaved perfectly and was under excellent control. Sometimes Tom, at the request of his father, would send her toward the surface by means of the deflecting rudder. Then she would dive to the bottom again. Once, as a test, she sent obliquely to the surface, her tower just emerging, and then she darted downward again, like a porpoise that had come up to roll over and suddenly concluded to seek the depths. In fact, had anyone seen the maneuver, they would have imagined the craft was a big fish disporting itself. Captain Weston remained at Tom's side, giving him instructions and watching the compass in order to direct the steering so as to avoid collisions. For an hour or more, the craft was sent almost straight ahead at medium speed. Then Mr. Swift, joining his son and the captain, remarked, How about a depth of water here, Captain Weston? You've got more than a mile. Good. Then I'm going down to the bottom of the sea. Tom? Fill the tanks even more. Aye, aye, sir, answered the lad gaily. Now for a new experience. And use the deflecting rudder also, advised his father. That'll hasten matters. Five minutes later, there was a slight jar noticeable. Bless my soul, what's that? cried Mr. Damon. Have we hit something? Yes, answered Tom with a smile. What, for gracious sake? the bottom of the sea. We're on the bed of the ocean. End of chapter 11. Thank you for joining us for this episode of Storytime with Kurt. You can subscribe to the podcast by going to anchor.fm slash storytimewithkurt. If you want to stay up to date with all the recordings moving forward, you can catch the live recordings on twitch.tv slash vo by Kurt or follow me on Twitter at VO by Kurt. And that's Kurt, spelled with a K. If you have suggestions for future books, please send me an email at kurt at storytimewithkurt.com. See you next time.